Welcome to the Prince Manasseh Achu podcast. Prophet Manasseh Achu is the general overseer of the Watered Garden Church in Ghana, West Africa. Thank you for joining us for another power-packed session. Through the teaching of God's word and the ministration of the spirit, we restore God's glory in mankind. Enjoy the transformational power of God's word as you listen to today's message. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sure that's not my key, so I'm going to change the key. Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Your presence makes me Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. getting it there. Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence Father, thank you that you've hidden this from the wise and prudent. You reveal them to babies. So it is pleasant to you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Please be seated. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You can play if you know. Jesus. Any of you know? Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your presence. John 10 10. Your presence. Makes me your presence. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We are not interested in that one. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The reason why Jesus came is so Manasseh can have life and have it more abundantly. The word is perisos. It means supera, superabound. In fact, the word is beyond. Superabound. Excessive. More abundantly. Superfluity or superfluous. Excess is the idea of something that is overflowing, too much. The reason why Jesus came, Pastor Victor, is so you have an overflowing life, excess life. But the question is, which kind of life? Not the Adamic life. Because that one was called death. So Jesus could not refer to it as life. He was talking about the life of God. The divine life. In fact, that is the description of the divine life. Uncle Peter, God has too much life. It is called excess life. So much that he was born from the dead. In fact, death, nothing stops this life. Nothing reduces it. Nothing obstructs it. Nothing frustrates it. It is life without limit. It's a life of comfort, confidence, joy, peace. When there was storm at sea, Jesus slept. In fact, he added a pillow to the sleep. Receive that life in the name of Jesus. Joy unspeakable. Too much love. Too much joy. Crazy joy. Master, that's how, that's how God lives over. That's how God lives. Robert Lydon said when he went to heaven, he said when Jesus is laughing, the whole heaven shakes. And he explained, he said, because the joy of the Lord is his strength. Joy unspeakable. Nobody can even explain it. Inexplicable joy. Too much. You don't have to smoke pee pee to get it, to get high. 
You can get so high, so high, so high, you are in another world altogether. Then that life of peace. Nothing bothers God. Though. Gloria, God works in faith. So much faith that he's very fine. I'm talking about living the divine life. Prosper. Do you know Prosper is one of my names? Yeah, one of my names is Prosper, actually. It's my name my parents gave me. Do you actually know that? We copied the wrong thing. God gave us his life and we have copied how human beings are living and busily mitresa exosila you see when you see a believer who is not living right tell him sweetheart you have deviated i wrote an essay in school before the teacher right, wrote and that you have deviated. <laughs> I was shocked. I want to know how God lives. If it's the same life that he gave me and I'm to live that life, I'm curious. I have started searching. Do you actually know that in Ephesians 6, Ephesians 5, verse 1, it said, be followers of God. That's the third meaning of the word. The word is be imitators of God. In fact, it is from the word mimic. It says mimic. Imitate God. If God does this, do the same. Whatever I see my father do, So if are busily seeing what the devil has done, we rebuke it. You see, you must see him all. How does God live? Let me show you. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. That was how God lived in the beginning. 
The original says he was face to face. That's how God lives. So that if you don't face the word, if you are not with the word, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. God never does anything. The full expression of God's life. life. God won't cough without a word. God won't sink without a word. Without the word was not anything made that was made. He was not talking about creation. Because, obviously, he had not talked about life yet. It was in the next verse that he said, in him was life. So he was talking about the eternal life. Life in the eternal past. Do you know how God lives? God lives in, in the triune God. His life. Is the fellowship in the triune being. But let me explain something to you. Just as it pleased the Father that in Jesus all the fullness should dwell, God was pleased that his life should be, should be the word. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, first John on the screen, please. Which we have seen with our First John 1. Oh, Candy, don't do this to me. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled, of the word, these times we call him the word of life. Now he's talking about Jesus, but he's the word. The one was from the beginning is the one we saw. That's what we heard. There were so many things the apostles heard. But it was irrelevant. There were so many things they saw. But it was irrelevant. Because that which must be heard is the word. And that which must be seen is the word. And that which must be handled is the word. Because it's the word of life. He's the expression of life. Now... Next verse. For the life was manifested. And we have seen it and bear witness and show you that eternal life that was with the Father. Did you get it now? So the eternal life that God was living. That is what has been manifested to us. The eternal life that God was living. That's what was revealed to us. Why? You'll be shocked to know why. Next line. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, so that you can have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus. It says what God the Father and the Son were sharing, 
They were sharing the same life. That is what we are inviting you to come and share in. So who deceived you? That you just stopped chasing, you just stopped smoking, you just stopped doing some bad things. And then you live your dead life again. The eternal life, the one God, the Father, and the Son were living, that's the one that was given to us so we can share in it. But the way God lives is he lives in fellowship with the Trinity. With the triune God. So, the first secret of living the divine life is fellowship. The word is koinonia. And koinonia means partnership. First, it means community. It means communion. It means fellowship. It means partnership. It means joint participation. It means contribution. It means distribution. It means intercourse. And that's what I said, intercourse. Master, you must enter into him and he must enter into you and fill you. That is how this life is expressed. It is the pouring in into you and you pouring into him. Play the keyboard for me, same song. Jesus, oh Jesus. Now, thank you, Jesus. I'm hungry for God. Or let me be less spiritual. I want to know this life that God lives. I'm curious. I want to know. So Moses went to God. He said, God, you know, the other day you came to me. You spoke to me as a man speaking to his friend. No. I don't want God in the form of a man. Don't come to my level. This time, I want to come to your level and see you the way you are, your glory, your nature, and how you live. Thank you. Show me thy glory. Ah, I'm curious. Agabira, I want to know how God is self-sufficient. Got everything under control. Nothing moves him. He cannot be depressed. Yeah. He's, yeah. He has too much joy. To, yeah. he's too, he has too much life. The joy is too much in excess. The peace is in excess. I'm done with stress. It is from the devil. That is a life of death. It's the condition of a fallen man. God cannot be depressed. 
That is why the Bible says we glory also in tribulation. But that is a realm we have to get into. Where a man is, a man's joy increases with tribulation. In the middle of the tribulation, he's giving thanks. He's joyous. The last virtue that is produced in a man to show that a man is perfect is when he moves from long-suffering, long-spirited, develop patience, perseverance, endurance, forbearance, long-suffering, in tribulation, into confident, joyous expectation. The word is hope. We glory also in tribulation, for tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. That's proven character. And experience hope. Hope is the spice of love. Every time you're expecting something new, you know that light is going to come out of this dark. Look, God's, God's faith Bible says he commanded light out of darkness. God who commanded light out of darkness has signed in our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. The dominion God gave Adam was everything should be under him. Bible says he put everything under him. Everything is under your feet. Bible says all things are your life and death. Everything is under your feet. From today, you will not become a victim of life. Life will be under you. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. What I mean by that life is this. You you will be on top of your game. And the same life that flows in God will flow out of you. The Bible says that God showed his acts to the children of, of Israel, but he shows his ways to Moses. He showed his ways to Moses. He said, Moses, this is how I am. He showed him his nature, and his, which is his glory, and his purpose. But for Moses to see that, you want to know the way I live? I'll show you all my glory. Come with the two, the two tablets I gave you, the word. Tomorrow morning on the mountaintop alone. And, also, and the Lord descended. If you can come with the word, you see all my glory. He broke the first tablet. So you make two new ones and bring them tomorrow. I'll show you. I'll show you my glory. And he says, when I come... I will cause all my goodness to pass. Master, the man is just a gas of goodness. Ah. 
my goodness to pass. I'll proclaim all my goodness. The way God ministers himself, the way God administers himself, the way God dispenses himself is through the word. I will proclaim it. He said, the way I'll show my glory is when I come, I will, I will speak, I'll be announcing it. The Lord, the Lord. And the first thing he said is, merciful and gracious, love. And the very next thing is, long-suffering. I taught you yesterday that God is love. The first manifestation of love is long-spirited. That's what Jesus spent 33 years. That's what Jesus spent 30 years to learn. The real work was just three years. Let me tell you, your life mission assignment doesn't take long ago. I am a prophet and I'm telling you, I told you. Check any human being who has done anything worthwhile, significant in the world. Jesus spent three years. So let's say if we are not able to get it right, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Maximum. People who make it, they make it between 30 and 35, or 30 and 40, or 30 and 45, or 35 and 40, or 35 and 45, or 35 and 50, or 40 and 45. Is, that is the margin. Jesus used three years. But for 30 years, this was God. He would see people die around him, close relations. Don't raise them. He would see the sick, don't heal them. Don't do any miracle. The Holy Ghost was commanding him. He had to learn long, Bible says he learned obedience through the things he suffered. Obedience is long-suffering and self-control. It produces faithfulness, trustworthiness. How come this man knows the scriptures, having not learned the letters, because he learned obedience from the Holy Spirit. He learned rema, not graphy. Habakkuk chapter 200 verse 117. Jeremiah chapter 1 million verse one billion. Master, the rema, the, 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 the rema, what is the Holy Spirit saying in that graphic? The letter killer. The spirit, the word. He learned how to hear the voice of the spirit. So my father worked here that I work. What I see my father do, he was copying and imitating God. When God starts laughing, then he starts laughing. 
When God said, not yet, it is not yet. So he abode still for another two days. The Holy Spirit taught him all the laws of the Spirit. Listen. All of us here, we must get to the place of long-suffering. And Hope, which is confident and joyous expectation. Then you use three years. Gold. You use five years. And you know what you're going to do? You become the author of eternal salvation. You make eternal incisions in history. You leave footprints in history that cannot be imitated, duplicated. Every man according to his own order. Every star different in glory. There's a glory of God you must manifest that no human being else is designed to manifest. That is why your thumbprint is different from everybody else's thumbprint. Sweetheart, you are not looking for a job. You are not holding application and looking for a job. It is job that is looking for you. And the most competent businesses and men are looking for a man like you. And if they dare find you, that is the end of their search. You are here on an assignment to teach men how to live like God. To make men feast with God. Why should we be sick? Somebody has to explain to me Because I can't understand it. Fornication, adultery should not be because God will not forgive us. If you forgive us, what has he forgiven? He says you forgive 70 times, 70 in a day. He will forgive you a million times. He forgiveth all the iniquities. So it's not an issue of whether you forgive you or not. He, he has forgiven you too much. In fact, God doesn't even impute. He doesn't even count. How do you say it? 
Romans 4. It says, blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute. He doesn't count. He doesn't consider iniquity. Blessed is the man whose sin is covered. A believer's sin is not considered, counted, or sin. It doesn't exist. So it's not an issue of, hey, carrying guilt that if I, if I commit adultery or fornication, God will forgive me. That's not the point. The point is, if Jesus were me, would he commit adultery? Simple. So, the guy who commits adultery and fornication, he's the younger one. And the one who has power over himself, he's the bigger one. It's not an issue of going to hell. We have passed from death to life. Love will cover a multitude of sins. When a man is walking in love, when you offend somebody, he has several ways to respond. But a man that is like God will cover multitude of offenses. Nobody will even know you have even done anything wrong ever. Now, taking alcohol, is it a sin or not a sin? We have to settle this question because you are pretending you know. There is no way in the Bible... That they say drinking alcohol is a sin. It is drunkenness that is a sin, correct? It's like eating food. Eating food is not a sin. But gluttony, eating too much, is a sin. In fact, eating too much and drinking too much are the same. Because they cause the same harm. Now, when you eat too much, you have diabetes. At, at, according to... Because every time a food enters your mouth, insulin. Every time food enters your insulin. And a time comes, you become insulin resistant. That's diabetes type 2. So, but you know what we do? We just say that the drunkards are sinners and the people who are eating too much are not sinners. That is the same thing we have done to fornication. The Bible talks about the covetous. Nobody talks about it. The covetous is even worse. Of course, the fornicator has some covetousness or some lust, but he's even worse. The Bible calls covetousness idolatry. 
You know, in the spirit life, we don't even discuss sin. Because in Christ, there's no sin. As long as you keep talking about sin, you haven't started yet. Let me tell you something. As long as you keep talking and thinking about sin, you are a baby. The believer is not under the law. He's under grace. You know why? So he can live without limit. But coming back to the drunk, coming back to the drunkenness. Okay. Since you say the Bible doesn't say, is it off? Too close to your heart. Since you say the Bible doesn't say that drinking alcohol is a sin, then I'll go and drink. <laughs> well, let me give you other scriptures. God told the priest not to take alcohol. Are you a priest? Number two. All things are lawful for me. Can you imagine somebody seeing me taking alcohol? What will it do to his conscience? Paul said, I will not eat meat or drink wine. As long as the world standeth, if that will make somebody to stumble. That is why we Christians, we don't take alcohol. Not because we are not free to take the wine. All things are lawful for us, but all things are not edifying. You know, I don't want to get into trouble. So I won't tell you the rest of the things. <laughs> I don't know that people make sex look like I say sex food. This is like food. Anyway. Now, so all things are lawful for me, but not all things are. You begin to understand these things, then you walk in the virtue of humility. Jesus. Think about it. Who talks about humility in this, in the world? Maybe lip service. Pastor Gloria, have you ever gone to any conference, corporate? In a corporate, gone to any conference, gold. And they said today, the first topic what we are coming to treat is humility. <laughs> Funny enough, the first quality and the most important quality for success is teachability, humility. How many times have you gone to business conferences and they told you that, hey, Charlie, I've forgotten that we are supposed to do one hour. And you have let me loose like that. I'm like a hind let loose. Oh! My time is up. How many times have you gone to a conference? They say, okay, today we're going to teach you some things. Business principles, success. 
Number one is integrity. Do you actually know that polls suggest research has found out that the first important quality in business is integrity. Why do you think brands, people, brands, you, you go to a shop, you see two irons, or you see, and, and they say this one is, the brands, or, or you see, even jewelry, bag, or anything, Louis Vuitton, or anything, or I have a bag, a Louis Vuitton bag. It was $3,000 at the time. They gave it to me like some seven years ago. They told me that this bag, you use it until you are tired and you throw it away. In fact, you can even send it back and get some refund. So integrity... All these things God has told us in his word. But the world scoffs at it. Do you know that there is no way that divine life can work without humility? God had to humble himself to behold the things in heaven and earth. The man is too big than the heavens of heavens. So without humility... What am I saying? The way to live the divine life is what we call the fruit of the spirit. The way God lives. What you call the fruit of the spirit, the ninth fruit of the spirit. Since my time is up, I'm going to leave it here. Now, why did God, why did Moses want to see God's face? The same reason why God stood face to face with the word. That's how it works. We all with unveiled face. You take the veil off, the flesh off. Looking us in a mirror. The mirror is God's word. Master, God himself was face to face with the word. How are you going to live this divine life without being face to face with the word? We all with unveiled face, looking at us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, are transformed into that same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me finish with this last one. I'm going to take my time and take it one by one. 
I'll take joy, for example. Because, see, every man knows that. <laughs> okay, let me leave it. <laughs> oh, see, you will operate at your highest level of potential if you can key into this inspiration, this thing called joy. Master, it will take you so high that you will dream, Mitresa, your vision, people will be like, how can you even dream this? And you will do it because you are, you, you have the life of God infused, injected into you. Paulo, how do I live the divine life? The divine life, what is it? The word of life, Jesus, the word of God. So when you fill yourself with the word of God, you are filling yourself with life. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, the way you get filled with Jesus is to be filled with his word because he's the word of God. Then you ask whatever you want to. He says your faith will operate best when you are full of the word. When my word abides in you and you, ab you abide in me and my word abides in you, you ask anything and it will be done. When you are full of the word of God, you are like God. When you talk, it happens. The other thing is, the essence of God is the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself was full of the Holy Ghost. God himself is full of the Holy Ghost. So the way to be filled with God to the overflow is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are filled with the divine life, the overflowing life. And the best way to have the koinonia in the Godhead is the, through the Spirit. Because even the way Jesus and the Father share the same life is through the Holy Ghost. That is why we have the communion of the Holy Ghost. Now, the gifts of the Spirit is how we operate according to the might of God. Be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on all the power of God. The way you do it is... When God is speaking... You can speak like God under prophecy. So with the gift of prophecy, we can say exactly what God is saying. If God were here, what he would say, that's the same way we can capture in prophecy. If you speak in tongues, you speak the exact mysteries that Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Ghost are saying. With word of knowledge, you know exactly what God knows. With word of wisdom, you have the exact wisdom of God. With the gift of miracle, you have the same power that is flowing through God flow through you. So the way to live the divine life is to use the gift of the Spirit. Pastor Princess, I've closed. <laughs> now, I'm so curious, I'm going to search 
Because I want to be like him. Close your eyes. Sing that song for me, the song you did in the second service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to be on your feet. Thank you so much for listening. We believe this teaching has been a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for life-defining and changing moments with the Holy Spirit. Follow us on all social media platforms at Prophet Prince Manasseh Atchu and join the Prophet Sunday services at 9 a.m. See you next week.